Mr. Moses Jejoram who is a, a, a coordinator of ALED and then I have Odong Arthur uh, on my right is uh, concerned with publicity and then I have Mr. Bua Oscar Dennis who is the national coordinator for Students for Liberty. They were partners in organizing this. So let me welcome you people once again into this talk show. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you people? We are already fine. So I would like us to go direct to our topic of discussion today. Uh, concerning the camp that you people hosted last week, you know it was a very big camp. Uh, that was Africa uh, Liberty Camp 2021. We saw that uh, this camp attracted students from many parts of the continent. You actually hosted one of the biggest camps ever. And uh, I, it happened that I was around. But there's something that intrigued me uh, there. As I was passing around, I realized students had some questions in their minds. And it was like this. They were, to some extent, doubting the morality of the free market uh, uh, capitalism that you people were trying to uh, spread unto them. So in today's discussion, I want us to, uh, you know, bring our discussions in that, uh, in that perspective. Uh, how do you people see what is the morality of this uh, free market capitalism? Because I mentioned things like uh, the gap between the rich and the poor is uh, becoming <coughs> bigger and bigger. They actually talked about uh, the the capitalist or the free market capitalist being greedy, uh, you know, trying to build more wealth, yet the poor are becoming more poorer. Now, let me start from my left here, where I have Joram. What is your comment about the morality of free market capitalism? Good afternoon, our listeners. Yes, thank you, moderator, for hosting us today. I am Mwesige Joram. I am a team leader or call me Administrative Office Action for Liberty and Economic Development. I am a libertarian, objectivist, and of course I manage the daily activity and daily operation of Action for Liberty and Economic Development. First of all, we need to first know what is free market. In its sense, free market involves of course principle that governs it. Of course, this is a kind of operation in terms of market and dealings where government intervention is limited. That is why they call it leisure fair. The government intervention is limited. Of course, the market, the market operation, if we say, to talk about the market, it is between individuals, not government inter intervening to regulate it, determine the prices, determine production, determine who owns what or who buys what or where the means of production is allocated and all that. Let me first get some point there. To what extent should this limitation be? Because uh, it was also a point of concern. I had students asking if it is limited. To what extent should it be limited? The government intervention to the free market should be limited to extent that it should only come in, in enforcing contracts between individuals. It should not determine what someone should, call, should buy or what 
people who should buy or who should what produce it should come in to voice contracts in case if at all i i contracted orach i contracted odong to do something and he does not do there it's when the government come in as a third party but in the dealing between individuals the government should not intervene okay. the government only should intervene when they are coming in to collect some a small tax a small percentage for okay. me i believe it's okay. only a government has to collect 5% out of the profit of the company or any business okay i get we need get a very submission. minimal pre, uh, i mean minimal taxes from these dealings of individuals it's in fine, it's of fine. i get a submission i so that has actually been a major point i want to get to uh, mr dong uh, do you really think the uh, most free market capital is greedy because i had that uh, it was a major point some of your students were raising do you that, think you this very beautiful and i strongly agree that they are greedy and greed is perfectly good it's in good. free market perfectly sure good. actually that greed is what motivates us to do whatever we do either you're a capitalist or a socialist no matter who you think you are it's greed even the government it's greed that motivates the government to really come into and collect all that junk of tax that they do collect it's greed that motivates all human nature that's actually what motivates us the reason as to why everyone wakes up to do the best that they can is mm. greed actually greed is very good for the health of the economy now getting back to the ground of capitalism where they free market capitalism where uh, the scholars try to question the issue of the rich going richer and poor going poorer the problem is the scholars looked the market looked into the market more so in the field of equality the equality perspective and um, when we get to the equality perspective fine we do agree we have these natural differences that we do have and then the non-natural differences so the market highly has nothing to do with the non-natural differences these are the skills that we have these are the differences that we have that are not naturally caused fine we do agree we have natural differences like gender color that's the race those are the not the height those are natural differences that we do have that have no way to play to the market but the non-natural differences that we do have are there as motivations as incentives to make us work harder you know if one has a different skill from mine they should not deter that person to hold on until i attain this, that particular skill no i have to devise means of how to play it out to exist in the same system okay. now when the, on the issue of the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer it depends on how we choose to judge the economy in a free market in a free market capitalism we don't judge by the by how many people get richer or how the how many poor people get to the poor we judge development according to improvement in standards because in a free market economy prices are cheap by the way because there is competition and competition benefits the final consumer if the final consumer if their ends are being met are being met and their standards are improving that's how we judge the improvement in economy it's not all about you reaching a certain level or getting equal nearly equal to some rich person so that's why we lose it wrong we judge a progress by improvement in life not by improvement in the level of your earning okay so. okay uh, thank thank you very much thank you very much i sure. i think there's a point i need to get here clearly great uh because the major point i had wanted to raise here is the point of greed maybe i will mm. get from uh uh my colleague uh oscar how does greed build wealth then because uh arthur brought it like it is very healthy it is very healthy very. but then in the end we talk about that 
free market capital they build wealth mm. so how does greed build wealth uh, because i imagine someone out there they'd love to know about that true okay uh thank you so much uh our moderator so uh picking it up from where i so greed uh builds wealth in a uh, in a sense that it stimulates uh competition and when there's competition uh people come up with innovative ways and uh creative ways to to build wealth and then uh, uh, improve the qualities of production and coming up with activities uh, to improve the land. So greed is actually an aspect that uh, we should not look at in a negative way. Greed we should look at it in a positive way in the free market because it stimulates uh, what I've spoken about and what uh, most capitalists uh, speak about. Okay, so so let me let me chip in here. Yeah. I I think now where I need to know do 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 the Chinese are most Chinese greedy or what? Yeah, most Chinese are greedy because if if you reach, to humbly say everybody's greedy. Everybody's <laughs> greedy. Everybody's greedy. Everybody's greedy. <laughs> yes. But okay, Those some don't some, want to accept it. There are some environments that yeah. do not favor greediness, right? No, they just yeah. they are just too kind. Call it greed, but it's greed. It's greed, yeah. It's greed. Okay, okay, I get that. <clears throat> yes, because the, if I could add something small, is the human nature we are self insufficient. I don't know whether you understand that. I, I you get can't it, become fully sustainable of yourself. So you have to consume from a colleague, and I trade. I create what I can create, and then I exchange it with some other person. Okay, so let my me get that. I'm beginning to get that. What are some of the government policies that you know about that may still for greed? Because I'm seeing greed as a very important catalyst in any economy. Okay. Do you think the government can develop policies that can still for this? Yeah, uh, if um, first comment about what Odong said, there are natural tendencies which are inherent human being, which makes people unequal, and when these artificial regulations, artificial tendencies like regulation comes in. For example, the government tendencies and policies that try to make people equal, mm. actually makes people unequal. In the process of doing, for example, progressive tax, some people's economic liberties will be abused. That makes people unequal. Of course, that stifles the, the natural process, that natural tendency of the market. For example, if the, there is progressive tax, it, there is a tendency of exploiting those owners of capital. There is that tendency of discouraging the owners of capital. You are working when you work more because of progressive tax. You are incent, you, your incentive is taken away. I mean, your profit are taken away, which becomes a disincentive, and it, that one discourages more hard work. Of course, when such policy come in. It will, it will hamper, I mean, it will destroy the, the ability to invest more. What if these resources are left to the owners? What will happen? It will be reinvested. More quality goods, more production, lower prices, more improved standard of living, more jobs out of the own of capital. Yeah, but you know, so, see, I like you the talked, no, like, you, talked, like the you, talked you talked, you talked, you talked, what are those government interventions that hamper hamper greed or hamper that hamper that hamper people's initiative to produce more for example tax is one of them 
government quarters sometimes if we look at the policy on sugar production in eastern Uganda where you required to have a license to produce that of course discourage many people who do who invest in sugar production of course lower the create jobs lower the quality of sugar and of course it when when government does not intervene there will be what we call constructive constructive destruction some people will be fended off when the prices are low and people and sugar 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 prices are low of course there will be kind of low low profits of course some people will run naturally away from that from that industry they will go and deploy their labor elsewhere in the area of what of area in area where there is profit and of course in that way the, prof, the economy will be whatever naturally growing so government when the government intervenes they kill all those natural dynamics which would actually be played by the market forces of demand and supply and supply yes okay, that's what okay. I so i get you now let me first go for a short commercial break and when we come back we shall i really want to know because there is this question of uh the rich versus the poor you know i really want to get clearly do you people really believe in this gap living other factors constant do you believe in the gap yo 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 okay uh let me let me let me start from uh oscar this question is still puzzling me i really get your point as libertarians now that it is better uh to you know be fair to both the rich and the poor you know we should bring in policies that social policies that overwhelm the the rich mm-hmm. and then uh, sometimes chase them out of business but now i really want to get this answer do you people believe in the gap is that gap there and if if it is there i really want you people to share with me how okay is that gap good or bad that is also important first tell me do you believe in the gap is that gap there the gap between the rich and the poor uh, so personally i believe the gap between the rich uh, the rich and the poor uh, is not there because when you're speaking about the free market economy we're speaking of value for value mm-hmm. so when we are trading goods uh, if i'm to trade a good review i trade what value what we both we trade what we both value yes but you, you, we may be trading but mm. there are poor people and there are rich people yeah and what is the gap there's a, i don't believe that there's a gap because uh, of course when we're trading trade, we trade what uh, when we're trading trade what we value most and we trade what we want to get from the other person so if 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 if, if we are to go into trade uh, of course we'll become richer and better by getting what we would love to get from the other person that okay. is that is the value okay the i get you i get you Arthur, do you believe in this gap is this gap there yes as the documents do show <laughs> the gaps are there but show. what i don't uh, believe is mm. the assumption that the increment that the poor grow poorer mm. and the rich grow richer what i do believe in is there is improvement as long as the economy yeah, is improving okay but you agree you agree so there's that nothing the like, there there is a gap of there's course gap. that happens in nature mm. there will mm. always be rich people and poor people depending on how 
any person utilizes the skills and abilities we can never be equal because we exercise different skills and okay risks. okay fine and so government can also never here. make people equal so so do you uh your maybe let me first get from jerome do you what is wrong with the gap if it is there is it bad or good no <clears throat> the gap must be there if at all if if at all we all had money the same money in the world there would be no value if at all there was no difference between among us there would be no meaning of life doesn't it have any, any uh, the difference the difference the difference creates value okay. the difference creates value in this sense what you cannot produce i can produce and exchange but if we, i i know i understand today if you are left in this world alone you would not do much you would not have you do not go in the factory to manufacture your salt you do not go in the factory to manufacture your own medicine you do not go elsewhere to manufacture what you need actually in life salt what 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 but because people have different skill and the demand of different skill differs there is a difference in everything that determine the, the value of what someone it depends how where you deploy your labor and the demand of your labor so you cannot claim because people in genuity skill knowledge physical ability differs so you cannot bring them to the same level and on that and on that you need to quote me well when you when you want to, to bring an equal people and make them equal that becomes a, an equal process which brings an equal people okay and of course economically wow. that is injustice Thank which so we, are, we are fighting we of course when we are determining policies we must look at what economic rights i mean economic freedom we must look at the state i mean the the social aspects because uh if we, we talk about social we say the, the the rich abuse the poor if if a capitalist is bad i don't think a, 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 a factory or any business which is bad morally bad it will attract workers I don't think a company that cheat people of course the, worker, the, the buyers will go there it is about when someone is exchanging value to you moreover even if the prices are high it means you earning something from that value moreover those people who say that the, the guy is cheating us they don't know how much the, those capitalists invest how much profit they earn from those the investment they don't know how much risk they take Okay. how much alone okay. they they incur to whatever is a factor point. or I get, those things i get that point but you see my concern now would be my concern would be because i imagine a scenario whereby uh, the investors the owners of the factories are really making lots of cash because i last time i attended that event and even i i recall a student actually asked there was a student that really wanted a point in time where even the employee will be as rich as the the employer but then let's look at a point where really these rich people are making the maximum you know money and these people their money just stagnating at some point for me i was just worried about that but i got it clearly that people tell me that it is good for the market it's good for the market uh if the market is balanced which it will never achieve it doesn't make sense people will stop 
uh, chances will be high they will stop exchanging. And I also got that report told me that uh, uh, greed is healthy for the market. So, if I'm to chip in, if I'm to chip in a bit, yeah, resource allocation, resource allocation is a means of production. In the sense that when the money concentrates in, in the hands of some individuals, they are able to realize, I mean, to mobilize resources, which when the resources come in the hands of an, one individual, they are able to create industries. It's, it's, when you distribute money among these people, they will not have capacity to build powerful industries. Mm. For example, if, if you look at the biggest industry, like micro, they have a lot of resources. So it means some individual must have res- too much resources to build some certain types of industry. So money being in, in the hands of an individual or some few somehow is advantageous in the sense that it helps them to build powerful industries which gives jobs, which produce quality goods, which buy technologies, which is of course which is work and all that. So it is it it, it is uh, it is of advantage that some people have money which ca- they can okay. invest uh, and do you, all that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I want us to go to the last segment of this. Uh, now I want us to share this. Let me start from Arthur. Uh, let's uh, imagine now you are the next uh, member of parliament, legislator. What urgent economic policies would you uh, suggest to the house? The first move is to free the market. Freeing the market? Freeing the market. Okay, let me get from Oscar. Any other economic policies you do think? Well, you maybe to expand a little bit because we have the doing business report that is issued yearly by the World Bank. Bring the market in this element, I do say the government should first of all make it so easy to start a business. Not only just to start it, that is a business that's recognized. Hmm. Because there's one thing to start any kind of business, and then there's another thing to start a business that can stand and run to the economy. And the only way to make it easy, one, let it be easy, the registration process, the registration process and then the capacity to stand into the market. The government should let it be easy. Why? Reduce the elements of ground tax, the ground rent, the rent tax, reduce avenues of this, the licenses, the registration licenses, and then also reduce the taxes that they do impose even on the companies that do produce some of these products. That is the only first way thing that I could have Okay, thank you, thank you. Oscar, what economic policies would you suggest today? Of course, as as a libertarian MP, the best policies, of course, would be the policies that would free the market, that would make the market uh, a place to exchange and uh, come better, to freely innovate and be creative. Those are the policies that I would actually bring to the market to uh, enhance creativity and production uh, in the entire marketplace. Okay. Then, Joram? Uh, as a libertarian, uh, of course, we have our policies that we believe in. We believe in a limited government. Uh, when the government is big, it has big administrative structure. That means a big expenditure. So my first would propose reduction in the size of government and all that Which policies that... Particular the, the size of government, of course, the parliament must reduce 
the size of parliament, the size of ministers, the the number of districts. I would propose also to reduce the number of districts or cut the, the structure of the district so that the costs by the politician. Why do I propose this? Politician and administrative units are income outflows. They, they are not economic units. They okay, do not okay. contribute thank to the you, production of the economy. Thank so you, I would propose I those ones should be reduced and of course the, of course, the, 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 the producers, the farmers, or the employers will remain their own money. Of course, they reinvest that one to create more wealth, and of course, by employing people, produce more quality goods, and of course, the, the lower prices we see in the market. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, our dear guests. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I think it has been a very engaging kind of talk show. Uh, so, our listeners out there, this has been the entrepreneurs on the spot show for this weekend and please if you have not yet subscribed to our channel do it right now just a click away just search entrepreneurs on the spot show and add it to your favorites we love you join us again next weekend bye bye